For Sunday, December 13th, 2020, I am your host, Lee. Before we get to the main event of the show, which will be AW Dynamite from Wednesday, December 9th, I feel like I should talk briefly. I logged into, is that what people do? Log into Netflix. And uh, I saw in my recommendeds that The Big Show Show was not done with me. In fact, there is a part two of The Big Show Show. Again, a show that should have been called The Big Big Show. So part two is here. This is still considered season one, I guess. I don't know. This is just for people on Wikipedia to get straight, I guess, at this point, in terms of when a season breaks and how many episodes, etc., etc. This is part two, episode one. It has to do with the holidays. The big show falls his ass off his roof and breaks his ass and uh, is in a cast, like a leg and hip cast, uh, and then his kids are brought together via a very elaborate uh, treasure hunt he has laid out for them. How he did this uh, while he was injured, I'm not entirely sure. I was dozing most of the episode, but the Big Show Show has returned. I do not intend to review the rest of the episodes, if there are any in this part two of the Big Show Show. But never say never, I guess, ultimately. If you want to hear my thoughts on what now is, I guess, part one of the Big Show Show, not season one of the Big Show Show... The Big Show Show. Uh, go back and listen to some uh, episodes from earlier in lockdown as I review every single one of them, as well as a uh, full season of Total Bellas, which, to my understanding, is coming back soon. But enough of that. Let's talk about professional wrestling. Uh, AEW had an absolutely massive show uh, this previous Wednesday night. It was the follow-up, of course, to Winter is Coming from the previous week, which saw AEW champion John Moxley lose... The AEW Championship and lose for the first time in AEW to Kenny Omega. A little bit of a screw job at the end there with a microphone shot. And Omega and Don Callis uh, absconded with the belt. They were on Impact this previous Tuesday night, which did a record for Impact, which is uh, admittedly not saying much. Also, a lot of people who don't have uh, cable nowadays, which is the demo. What's really interesting here is the demographic of AEW is one that skews so far away from cable and cable numbers. It's downloads, it's people recording it and watching it later. So when it comes to something like Impact, where it's just like, well, I don't have TV. I, I where do I? You can jump on Twitch or I think YouTube or something. And watch uh, live, watch Impact. And apparently those numbers were way up because people were just curious and it's easy enough to tune into a stream. That's the goddamn future. Uh, so it's really neat uh, that that Impact got that boost, I guess. I, I'm not going to watch it. I don't have interest in Impact Wrestling. Uh, but they basically filled you in on the important stuff here on AEW Dynamite. Anyhow, speaking of which, December 9th from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. A uh, couple cold weeks in Florida in terms of being outside wrestling with your shirt off, I guess, ultimately. Light the Fuse, uh, like I said, we have an absolutely loaded show and a follow-up to last week's winter is coming, which saw Sting debut, as well as the championship change I mentioned earlier. JR welcomes us, the Young Bucks music hits, and we're off to the races here. There is no time to lose, because this, if the average AEW show has, let's say, 12 to 14 segments, this had what felt like double that. AEW Tag Team Champions uh, make their way to the ring here, the Young Bucks. We get a recap of the attack backstage last week by the Hybrid 2. Bucks cut a pre-recorded promo backstage with Dash Up. Dash asked them about Omega. They admit that they have not spoken to him in a week. The Hybrid 2 and Helico and Jack Evans enter the ring and immediately go after the Bucks. Tony Schiavone informs us that if the Hybrid 2 can win this match, they will get an actual title shot. 
Diving dropkick from Matt, uh, and Nick flies over an inverted Matt on the ropes and splashes TH2 on the outside. Nick and Angelico, legal men, as we settle into the match. Matt tagged in, some tag team offense from the Bucks. Tony Schiavone hypes his interview with Sting, and the new AEW champion, Kenny Omega, later tonight. The main event tonight will be MJF versus Orange Cassidy, with the winner taking control of the Dynamite Diamond Ring. These two men were our finalist, Sizz in uh, the Battle Royale last week. Also tonight, Tony will sit down with Shaq. Tony, very, very busy on this show. Uh, Brandy will also be there. Back in the match, TH2 with a big old flip and a near fall. Uh, the teams trade super kicks, leaving everyone down on the mat. Clothesline bulldog combo from Nick Jackson levels TH2. Nick Jackson with a massive head spike, near fall on Angelico. Angelico kicked out of fucking everything in this match. Uh, Matt powerbombs Jack Evans into the acclaimed at ringside. I'm to understand these are the two men that were backstage... Rapping, talking smack uh, when the TH2 attacked last week. They are known as the Acclaimed. I do not know the individual mem members' names at this time. Nick Jackson with a running knee on Angelico tags in Matt. Risky business for one, two, and Angelico kicks out once more. Angelico whipped over to his corner. Jack Evans tags himself in, and TH2 gets a quick upper hand on the Bucks. Nick laid out on the ramp. Matt Jackson isolated in the ring. Matt reverses the crucifix powerbomb. Nick kicks Angelico in the face. Chaos on the ramp. Doomsday device from Matt uh, to Jack on Nick's shoulders. A pair of super kicks, and Angelico kicks out. JR declares him the most resilient athlete in AEW, and I believe uh, JR had some other... Did I say Jericho? JR uh, declared him the most resilient athlete in uh, AEW, and he had some other comments that rubbed some people the wrong way, uh, speaking specifically about uh, protecting moves and doing dives in matches where it doesn't make sense. That's something that the show even brought up itself, but coming from JR, I guess we were all bent out of shape about it. Listen, JR's doing his job to the best of his ability. He's not going to put over something he doesn't believe in himself. He's going to work around the parameters of his own... Uh, self-respect is not what I'm looking for. His own credibility, I guess, uh, is what we're going at here. Matt misses a flip from the top rope, hurts his knee. Jack Evans appears using uh, the ref's bent knee uh, to hit a Hurricane Rana, which is kind of cool. Jack uh, runs interference to keep Nick at bay and Helico with a knee torque on Matt, who tries desperately to reach for the rope for the break. Sent on from Nick onto Angelico. Matt gets Angelico inverted for my favorite buck spot. Uh, where Matt is just holding Angelico ready for a pile driver, waiting for his brother to deliver the spiked pile driver. Uh, and when that doesn't happen, he doesn't simply drop the pile driver. The person usually gets out of it at that point. Matt catches Angelico as he flies outside the ring. Spiked pile driver on Jack Evans outside the ring. The, frust the frustrated Bucks re-enter the ring and hit dual super kicks on Angelico. Lift his dead body. BTE trigger on a limp Angelico. One, two, three, and Nick with the pin. Bucks win. The acclaimed talk shit outside the ring and go to make their move on the Bucks. Kazarian and Daniels appear in street clothes to deter them. And that's the match. So no uh, title shot for TH2. However, Angelico proved his medal here. Uh, as they both did, they went, they, for, for a team that's featured so seldomly, um, on the show, they certainly got a lot in on this Dynamite match. Oh, my wife is trying to sneak by. It's okay. It's alright. Do you have any comments on the Big Show show returning? Yeah, that's what I thought. Alright. Uh, some comments backstage from MJF, Wardlow looms behind him, a fired up MJF references, uh, the not so smart, smart marks and vows to bash Cassidy's brains in tonight. And that's coming up later. The Inner Circle Ultimatum is tonight. Abaddon will be in action. Dustin Rhodes versus Ten of the Dark Order. FTR with Tully versus Varsity Blondes, which is Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Six-man tag, Lance Archer and Lucha Bros versus Butcher, Blade, and Eddie Kingston. Jake Roberts and Bunny will be hanging out on that one. We hear from Kenny Omega, the new AEW champion, and Tony Schiavone will speak to Sting. 
We cut now to a Darby Allen video submission. A man with a ponytail and glasses, which makes him a doctor, uh, is is there talking to Darby. He shows Darby a series of Rorschach tests. Darby sees the events of the last few weeks dealing with the members of Team Taz. Darby reveals that he will accept Brian Cage's challenge for the TNT Championship. Uh, what about this one? A picture of Sting, uh, basically like Sting's makeup on a Rorschach test is shown, and Darby kind of laughs to himself. Cody Rhodes enters to his music pyro and a commercial break. Darby watches with his TNT title from his usual spot in the stands. Back from break, Sting appears. Arn Anderson cuts him off. Sorry, I had to get a clo uh, get a little closer to make sure this was real. Says he knows Sting and Cody have their agendas, and now he's going to see his way out and excuses himself from the ring. Uh, Tony Schiavone passes Sting his mic and says... Uh, see ya, buddy. Sting says, are you kidding me? And pulls Tony in for a hug. Very wholesome moment here. Uh, Sting puts over Tony and asks him to scream one more time. It's Sting! Uh, like I said, great feel-good moment. This is what how legends in any capacity should be treated. They should not be a comedy angle. Uh, Sting is still very well respected uh, as a wrestler, as a personality. This showed some levity to his character. Him and Tony go a long ways back. This was great. And even if you don't give a shit about Sting or Tony Schiavone, this is still very genuine a moment. And uh, yeah, really nice. Uh, it doesn't have to be hard to treat legends with respect, I have written here. Welcome back, says Cody. Sting informs Cody he's not here for him, at least for now. There's something familiar about this place, like really, really familiar. He points to Darby in the stands, who is leaned forward on his chair, attentively listening. A lot of subtle storytelling with body language in this show. I only caught some of it. But there's a lot of it there, and I don't know if this is a a plan from the top down, like, hey, uh, Cole Cabana, while you're out there, make sure you look this way, just based on what's coming next. Uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, obviously you can't catch it all, because it is, like I said, very subtle, but you'll talk to somebody else later, and you're like, hey, did you notice this on Dynamite? Like, oh, wait, and you go back and you realize that that was not for no reason. This is a weird uh, kind of like lesser example of it. Obviously, Darby is interested in hearing what what Sting has to say when he's addressed, but I have some other examples later on. Uh, the Stinger has come full circle. He is in the jungle and on TNT once again. Like I said, sir, welcome back, says Cody. A long pause. Sting speaks. The only thing for sure about Sting is nothing's for sure except this. I am assigned uh, officially with AEW and I plan to be close uh, to the AEW wrestling fans and in this promotion for a long time. I plan on spending a lot of time right here, referring to the ring, I guess, uh, but how I operate is my business. Sting pulls Cody in for a little hug. See you around, kid. Sting's music hits, and he exits. Team Taz is standing backstage. Taz, Hook, Ricky, Cage, and Hobbs. One in a hoodie, two in nice coats and sunglasses, and two without shirts. Taz and Starks talk some smack about Cody. Hook is back training with Team Taz and I love these guys. Uh, they're just so angry and just jacked up all the time. I think the the part where Hobbs and Brian Cage aren't wearing shirts is... Uh, that's usually the case. But because two other guys there are like dressed to the nines, like ready to go out to the nightclub or something like that, it just looks even more contrasting to see those two dudes standing there all oiled up and no, no shirts on. Uh, we cut to the Varsity Blondes already in the ring. FTR's music hits and they make their way to the ring with Tully Blanchard. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, for those keeping uh, track at home. Tony and JR mentioned knowing Brian Pillman Sr. They mentioned the name connection to the Hollywood Blondes. Griff and Brian get a load, uh, load, get a lead going early. FTR takes the advantage through the break. It's a good night, uh, Express to Brian Pillman Jr. As we return, Griff can't break the pin and FTR wins here. Jurassic Express gets in FTR's face at ringside after the match. Uh, and we haven't seen Jurassic Express as a unit in, uh, in quite a while, actually. Seems that way anyway. 
Alex Marvez and Hangman Adam Page are at the bar, and you know the bar I'm talking about is that one green room in the back they've used as the bar for months now. Uh, Hangman has an impending six-man match with Hardy and Private Party, Hardy Party, if you will, a match made in the fallout of the Battle Royale. Who will be your partners? Page reveals he's not quite sure who he'll tag with. Alex Reynolds and John Silver pop up from behind the bar saying they've been laying in wait for a week. Hangman reluctantly appears uh, uh, to team with them but has no interest in joining the Dark Order. Of course, Silver and Reynolds are ecstatic at the news. Hardy and Private Party versus Hangman, Silver, and Reynolds next week. Commercial break as 10 of the Dark Order hits the ring. Dustin Rhodes, his opponent... Sends the fight outside uh, the ring to his own peril early on. Ten, a pretty big guy in his own right, pretty well cut, overpowers Dustin for a spell. Uh, they end up back in the ring where a desperate second win from Dustin puts him at the advantage. And quickly running Bulldog 1-2-3, Dustin Rhodes wins this thing. That's it. Evil Uno appears and asks for his mic uh, music to be cut. The usual Dark Order lineup, still missing Brody Lee, appears on the ramp. Colt Cabana looking a bit concerned to the side. Bit of a su subtle so storytelling here that maybe Colt isn't still 100% bought in on his new friends. Uh, Uno calls him the third most important Rhodes in AW, referring to Dustin. Asks him to join them as Seven. Dustin pauses, extends his hand, and slaps Uno across the face. The Dark Order rushes the ring. Uno tells them no. Back up. When you see the light, when you understand what I understand, you'll come begging for it. Honestly, I hadn't considered Dustin in the Dark Order and the dynamic with Cody, therefore. Also, where the hell is Brody Lee? Shelf that for a second. Uh, Dustin Rhodes joining the Dark Order or taking some leadership of the Dark Order against Cody is actually kind of interesting to me and maybe something that, that should happen. Uh, especially if Brody Lee is just fucking missing. Like, no explanation of where that guy uh, has run off to. So all the best to him, because uh, he, he could be any number of things. Tony, Shivani, that is, Brandy, and Shaq relax in some hotel lobby's chairs. Brandy is immediately pissed off because Tony didn't give her a long list of accolades as he did Shaq. Shaq mentions the shenanigans with What's-Her-Face in the yellow dress. I believe her name is Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill is an athletic model. That, by definition, is her... That is what she is. Uh, she, she, like, takes pictures for, like, fitness magazines. She's also a pro wrestler, according to Google. I have not seen any evidence of this. That being said, I didn't dig very, very deeply. Uh, Shaq puts over Brandy uh, and Jade as a wrestling match that he would like to see. Tells Brandy that uh, she should ask... Uh, Jade for some uh, some advice while she's laid up with a... I guess Brandy has a broken arm now from the attack backstage. Brandy lashes out, feeling disrespected by Shaq. Who hasn't been disrespected by Shaq? Tosses a glass of water in his face and calls him an overgrown asshole. Shaq mugs into the camera and we head to commercial. Let's move on. It's time for the Inner Circle Ultimatum. The Inner Circle minus Santana are in the ring. To my understanding, he lost a very close family member. He's written off the show as being too set, too upset to appear. Uh, which is pretty well done here, and all the best to him as well. Jericho speaks, calls his group petulant punks. Do we move forward as a team, or do we end it all tonight? MGF asks for the floor. He is booed. Talks about wanting to join the greatest group of professional wrestling. Sammy has heard enough and tells him to shut his mouth. Jericho talks him down. We all watch Dynamite. We saw what you did in regards to the towel bit last week. Ortiz says he agrees with Santana, MGF, and Wardlow are great assets uh, to the team, but as people, Wardlow, you're great, don't change, Max, you're growing on me like a fungus, Ortiz says, in life, you don't get to choose the hand you're dealt, together, we're the best hand, uh, Sammy, you're better than him, and you know it, shake Max's hand, says Ortiz, Ortiz was great here, Sammy says, Chris, I trust you with everything, I'll shake his hand, but if one more thing, I'm telling you, uh, and you, referring to Jericho, and I guess MJF, uh, I will quit, 
the inner circle. Sammy looks Jericho in the eye and says he's serious before shaking MJF's hand. Jericho says he appreciates what took place here. We're all cool. Hagar says, I have a question. Why does this guy keep staring at me? Warlow incredulous says, what? You keep staring at me since I got here. Jericho invites them both to stop staring at each other. The two men face the camera forward so they are no longer looking at each other, although they are looking at each other from the corner of their eye. Good stuff. Uh, Jericho says it's time to agree to the future. MJF interrupts and puts over his match with Orange Cassidy later in the show. Max, you're ruining it, says Jericho. Invites the inner circle to put their hands in the middle and flip off the camera. Differences resolved. Marvez is standing by with FTR and Tully. Their first match back since losing the championships to the Young Bucks... Cash Wheeler takes responsibility for losing the belts, uh, trying to get fancy with a flip instead of just going for the pin, ultimately losing to, uh, ultimately resulting in FTR losing. Tully says that's ridiculous. I wasn't there. We weren't at full strength. Tully buries Jungle Boy for doing a dive in the Battle Royale last week. Dax says some nonsense about Mario Andretti and a Ford, and that was the segment. This was fine. FTR is good at uh, quick stuff like this. And uh, yeah, time to start rehabbing FTR. Let them go on a tear because uh, they are on a collision course with the Bucks once more, I'm sure. Six-man match. Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and Blade with the Bunny versus Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts and the Lucha Bros. Penta, L0M, and Ray Phoenix. Let's get this mag madness going here. Butcher puts Penta through a table at ringside before the match begins and he is incapacitated. Match begins with Eddie and Lance, legal Phoenix tags in, frequent tags, Blade in, Tony Chivani talks about the body of the Blade, how athletic he looks, and he does look like like shredded to shit, like even compared to the other guys in the match, or Pac, uh, maybe they're, they're on the same fitness plan. A uh, handful of moments later, Lance Archer is tagged in, he manhandles both Blade and Butcher as we head to picture in picture. Uh, Archer's stamina depleted and his knee hurting hits a tag to Ray Phoenix. Phoenix, a bat out of hell, takes on Butcher and Kingston. Tope con hero to Kingston, who tries to retreat outside. The number disadvantage gets to Phoenix, who is taken to the cleaners by Butcher and Blade. Powerbomb neckbreaker combo from Butcher and Blade, and they pin Ray Phoenix again and win. What? Archer reappears after the bell and dismantles Eddie Kingston's boys for a time. Butcher saves Blade from being murdered by the blackout, and this was fine for a pretty chaotic match. Uh, I don't know if Penta's actually injured or, or for what reason they needed to remove him from the match other than just that's their game plan. Uh, Ray Phoenix, of course, great as always. Uh, Lance Archer, I was worried in a team scenario like this, he would not seem like the destructive monster that he is, but they played this very well. They injured him in the match and he couldn't get in to break up that tag. And afterwards he runs a little wild and you see that uh, Lance Archer uh, outside the boundaries of a tag match is still very dangerous no matter how many people you have on your side. This was fine. Uh, Ray Phoenix getting pinned again. Poor guy. By uh, our boys. Butcher and Blade. Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill are backstage beating the shit out of Brandy again. The majority of the women's division shows up and swarms the scene. Chaos backstage says Excalibur. Abaddon is headed to the ring. She pukes blood on the ramp. We get a replay of the champion Hikaru Shida being off-put by Abaddon two weeks ago. A frightened Tesha Price stands across the ring from Abaddon, looking a bit shaken. Abaddon hits a massive clothesline at the bell, clubbing shots in the corner. Tesha retreats to her corner and hits Abaddon with one big right hand. Abaddon slowly turns, more clubbing shots in the corner. Abaddon gets Tesha up for a piggyback ride. Slam! One, two, three, Abaddon wins. Continues to club Tesha with fists after the bell. Hikaru Shida appears with a kendo stick and stares Abaddon down from the ramp. Uh, she reluctantly hits the ring. Abaddon lunges. Sheeta cracks Abaddon with a stick across her face and retrieves, uh, retrieves Tesha from the danger. Abaddon does an Undertaker sit-up and the faces retreat. 
this is fine. Uh, they're they're walking a fine line here. People were kind of comparing this to the Seth Rollins uh, Fiend thing, where Seth Rollins was like crying or whatever. Uh, this isn't quite that. Uh, this is nowhere near that bad, and they're already taking a turn, kind of uh, turning it so that Sh- Sheeta is definitely off put by Abaddon, but th- it's not a, a matter of being frightened. Uh, this this is still a Abaddon in terms of just a a shit kicker is maybe one of the more credible women in AEW right now to to take on. Uh, Hikaru Shida, probably a, a stepping stone match, of course. I don't, I don't, but who knows? I don't know what the big program for Shida is. Is it Britt Baker and Shida? Is that what we're building towards? I guess we'll find out. Up next, Kenny Omega with Don Callis, the couple boys from Winnipeg. Uh, but first, Dasha with Jericho and the original Inner Circle backstage says they're going to join MGF and Wardlow tonight for Max's match. Guarantees the Inner Circle wins tonight. Uh, the first wrestler to pin John Moxley is added to Omega's list of accolades. Justin Roberts drones on for a handful more seconds about uh, before announcing the new AEW World Champion, Kenny Omega. Two additional Sweeper Girl dancers have been added to the lineup. Kenny appears from the heel tunnel. Callus follows behind him. Uh, this is the first time Kenny's appeared from the opposite side of the stage, I believe. AAA champion, AEW champion, and perhaps Impact champion to come. Everyone is calling a belt collector gimmick storyline here for Kenny, and and why not? Uh, if that's a thing that exists, why not Kenny Omega? Uh, Tony Schiavone basically gives the floor to Dan, uh, Don Callis here. Callis cuts a promo on AEW and Tony Khan. Uh, mentions the Montreal screw job because you have to. Uh, I was there, Callis says. Says the stakes at Winter is Coming were much higher. Puts over Impact Wrestling from the night previous where these men also appeared to cut a similar promo. This was good. I heard the one from the previous night was even better if you want to search that out. Callis finds a line of logic here that makes he and Omega the creators of AEW Wrestling. It's convoluted, sure. It's going to happen when wrestling promotions collide like this. Callis hands the mic to his fellow Winnipegger Omega. Uh, Omega compares his performance in last week's match to high art, admits to cheating with the microphone spot, but nobody kicks out of the one-winged angel anyways. Uh, there's so much coming, Callis interrupts. They can't handle it, Kenny. Uh, so he basically tells Kenny to wrap it up. Good, uh, Goodbye and good night, bang. Omega's music plays and they ham their way from the ring. Next week, Cody Rhodes versus Angelico. Page, Silver, and Reynolds versus Hardy Party. The Acclaimed versus SCU, Kazarian, and Daniels. Ivelisse and Diamante versus NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb and Swole. AEW Holiday Bash will be 10 p.m. following NBA on TNT December 23rd. Uh, then there will be a two-week event on Dynamite called New Year's Smash. And the January 6th show of which will have an appearance by WWE Hall of Famer Snoop Dogg. Definitely not how he was announced uh, here. And apparently WWE quite cross that Snoop Dogg is uh, showing up on on the uh, on the enemy's show, so to speak. Even though Snoop Dogg and Cody now have an in with each other, having both appeared on that weird parking lot, uh, f- f- fucking freak talent show. Uh, your main event: MJF in the Inner Circle versus Orange Cassidy for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Suffice it to say, MJF wrestles like he means it here. Best friends in Orange's corner. They can't intervene as MJF uh, laces Orange fingers through the rope brace. I don't know what you would call this thing. Uh, he pulls back, continues to work on the right hand of Orange, disabling the Superman punch. MJF with a referee distraction tosses uh, Orange to the inner circle. Wolves. Their numbers are too vast. Best friends can't rescue their friend. Sammy bashes Orange into the post and tosses him back into the ring. MJF hot dogs while standing on Orange's hand. Inner circle continues to take cheap shots while the ref is distracted. Best friends appear on the ramp with a whole stable of boys and top flight. Uh, the numbers even up. MJF and Orange... 
uh, now have a fair fight. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, this turns into like an impromptu lumberjack match. MJF bites Orange's hand. Uh, we return from picture in picture. MJF taunts Orange's hand tuck. As I have written here, like hands in pocket spot. Orange powers up to his feet, drop kicks Suicida, diving crossbody, swinging DDT. MJF is stunned. Orange uh, gets back to the top rope, diving DDT. One, two, and MJF kicks out. The DDT rendered completely useless here in the show. Uh, Orange hits a roll up, near fall. Uh, they fight back and forth now. MJF with a shoulder breaker, Tiger Driver, high stack pin, two count on Orange. Cassidy springboard sent on onto the entire inner circle. Wardlow doesn't follow up with an attack and seems to guide Orange to his feet. Uh, was this intentional? I feel like it was. Heatseeker spikes Orange Cassidy. MJF attempts to pin with his feet on the ropes. An elaborate referee distraction uh, bat spot ends with Orange Cassidy hitting the beach break for a near fall. There was a lot more to that bat spot, but I'll just let you go watch it yourself. Uh, MJF looking for a Fujiwara armbar. Orange breaking out with two Superman punches. Uh, damage to his hand be damned. Cover. Wardlow puts MJF's foot on the rope. Breaks the pin. The faces... Uh, and the inner circle clash here at ringside. The ref distracted once more. Miro and Kip appear. Kip, uh, rather, Miro decks Orange. MJF with the cover and subsequent win. Kip and Miro hit a hands-in-pockets pose on the ramp to taunt Orange. The massive fight spills onto the ramp. Miro tosses a member, member of the production crew off the stage and clotheslines another. These men have families, Tony Schiavone yells. Miro and Kip stand tall. I beat him clean smack dab in the middle of the ring. MJF screams into the camera. Miro screams and looks into the camera as well. And that's the show. Massive show. So much going on. Uh, maybe not for everybody. Maybe people prefer some longer wrestling matches, some longer segments. Uh, they have so much talent and they're letting so much of their talent kind of do their own thing. I don't think anything on this show was particularly bad. Anything that wasn't as good as anything else was was very quick. Uh, namely the Shaq thing and the Jade Cargill stuff. I thought this was a fine episode. Uh, they did a huge number once again, almost breaking a million viewers. The demos are off the charts. Uh, NXT appears to not uh, be doing direct competition, hot-shotting stuff anymore. NXT should move to another night. It is not a sign of you lost the Wednesday Night War. It is a sign of both shows suffer uh, from having them run on the same night. What will happen here is if, if AEW continues this momentum and NXT continues their current momentum... Uh, that it will just hurt NXT the longer it goes. The new year is starting right away. I say throw NXT on another night. Let them compete uh, on opposite nights. Let every wrestling fan have a wrestling show every day of the week to watch and not have to worry about two airing at the same time. That's my personal opinion, but I don't watch NXT, so of course that's my opinion. All right. At Titsiceberg is us on Twitter. Lee at Titsiceberg.com is uh, the email address you can hit me up at. Uh, questions and topics, submit them. Public Beta Podcast, new this past week. A day late, but not a dollar short. Cyberpunk, we have uh, started our conversation. I'm to understand Reed is pushing 30 hours into that game already. Uh, I have cleared uh, into Act 2, and I'm working on that now. So we'll have a lot more to say this coming Wednesday on Cyberpunk. And yes, uh, Reed is having some crashing issues. I've had very little issues with glitches. Of course, now that they push that update on Xbox, I'm sure I'll find something wacky going on in there. That's wrestling for the week. Uh, really good show. Looking forward to this next uh, week's show as well. That also looks uh, jam-packed with goodies. So uh, take care of yourselves. And that's the Sultans of... Slam and welcome to the